<laughs> You're literally pouring a cup of coffee. Yeah. As we do this. Such a professional. It's a professional operation. Live from the Heathrow Airport Terminal 5. Is there a good terminal or a bad terminal? I don't know, but I'm just trying to make our listeners think we're important by saying that. You're clearly bullshit. <laughs> you don't sound live from Heathrow. It's yet another Manic Monday edition of Business Pants. Joined as always by our Lord of the BS, Matt Muscardi. But I will say, Matt, this is your final show for a couple of weeks. I will be back basically in two weeks. Yeah. So f- I'm guessing 99% of our audience only listens for you. So you uh, no, can take I'm a break. No one will notice. You can take a big no. nap, <laughs> Matt Muscardi fans. Zero people will notice. That's how. That's. I'll take guess. the time now to say that I for. The, our listener base, you're going to get a lot more Jesse and Ari coming up in the next two weeks, which I'm sure you're pleased yeah, about. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. A lot of Jesse and Ari, much much to their chagrin. They don't even know what's coming. Is that them clapping or is that our audience? Uh, that's our audience. Oh, okay. I think our audience is glad to have more Ari and Jesse. In today's rusted muffin tin called April 3rd, 2023, sexy story update and a deepish dive on America's newest billionaire bromance that nobody asked for. Do you have a deep dive on that, Matt? Or uh, Let's just call it a dive. Why do you have to go deep? Why can't okay, we just dive? Let's get to it. We have so many stories, so many updates. Let's do it. Oh, I, I really don't understand how that became our thing. I, <laughs> It must be to troll me because a I hate the music and b I hate the sound effect. So it's winning. I never it's should have admitted out loud that they irritate. Yeah, me. we would have changed it like <laughs> months ago if you didn't say anything. Okay, this one's for you, Matt. Uh, update on the Disney story. The headline is: DeSantis had ten months to see what Disney was up to. Okay. Yeah. So this is the story. <laughs> they did. Yeah. So this is the story where uh, Ron DeSantis was trying to take back power from the Disney Corporation in Florida. But the Disney board outwitted him, which doesn't seem that hard when you're people call you meatball. I mean, <laughs> I mean, can they just say witted? Do you have to outwit? So Disney notified Orange County about the new agreement on April 21st, 2022. Two days whoa. later. Whoa, 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 yeah. whoa, whoa. Two, that's not Iger. Okay, well, this is what I, this is the only reason why I bring up this update. Two days later, uh, uh, well, no, that's it. That's when Disney should have known. April 20... There is no two days later. That's it. April there, 21st. There is nothing. And then no one cares about it. The public else. hearing was like 10 months later, and then it was ratified a few weeks after that. So Ron DeSantis technically had months to understand that Disney had created this... What was it? King Charles Clause? Yeah, the Royal the Clause. The Royal Clause. And yes, the reason I bring this up, Matt, is that you wondered out loud if this was a major coup for Bob Chapek, but then you did the math and thought maybe it was Bob Iger. But I think this is proof that it was Bob Chapek, no? It was. Yeah. I like. I went on, in pre-production, I went on a whole rant yes. about how we've underrated Chapek. How he, mm-hmm. he like, the, like he was the CEO at the time, and then after like 20 minutes of ranting, while Damien was typing on his phone yeah. and sipping coffee and mm-hmm. looking outside. Mm-hmm. I stopped and I was like, oh, wait, it was signed on the 20 in 2023. I thought, oh, maybe it was Iger. That's why they brought him back yeah. to bring us back. It was Iger. And then on the show, I was talking about how it was Iger, but I was right the first time. It was Chapek. Yeah. Wow. All right. Yeah. This is interesting content for people. <laughs> let's, go to, let's go to our <laughs> drugs category. 
<laughs> Twitter verification in the news. Twitter verification. Uh, I don't care. So now you have to spend $8 a month for Twitter verification. Already, LeBron James says no thank you. And yep, the, New, the New York Times says no thank you, which, yep, which led to CEO Elon Musk uh, criticizing the New York Times, tweeting, its propaganda isn't even interesting. Their feed is the Twitter equivalent of diarrhea. Oh, this, this is, is the C- conversation we're having. Okay, I'm sorry, but this is CEO of a. I know Twitter's not publicly traded, but he's the CEO of many publicly traded companies. I, Why didn't he say that about LeBron? That that's the real question. You went after the New York Times, sort of like a faceless, like liberal leaning yeah, organization. Leaning, but most people call them moderate. To be fair, I mean they're pretty. Mo- if you're a liberal, you read the New York Times and you're like, they're not, li- they're not that liberal, liberal no, enough, not right? All. Like they're not no. that liberal. But if you're conservative, you basically think it's the Antichrist. So I suppose. Uh, but LeBron James is a universal. Like there's not people out there who are like, wow, I really hate everything about LeBron James. Why didn't he go after LeBron? He's he he didn't want to do it either. He's just refusing. Meanwhile, how about this report? Uh, Tesla This is about the Tesla CEO, Elon Musk. Oh, a different CEO. Tesla has reportedly installed around 3000 solar roofs since 2016. Uh, Matt, they originally had promised to install 1000 solar roofs per week. <laughs> so they've done three thousand total in seven years. Didn't, didn't quite get there. I don't even <laughs> thousand a week. I'm not even gonna bother to do the math because I think that they're off. I think they're missing their target targets. I think by like four zeros at the end. Yeah. Here's another headline: the other Chinese apps taking the U.S. by storm. There, oh, there, God, we now have something else to worry about. There's three about? other Chinese apps in the top ten of downloads. One's called CapCut, which is a video editing app, also owned by TikTok parent company ByteDance. And no one seems to care yeah, about how, that where's one. The, where, where's, <laughs> where's the, the outrage? Rage. <laughs> <laughs> there's Shine, which is a, a fashion app owned by Chinese billionaire Chris Xu. So Chris, not his real name, or is his real name? So it sounds like uh, this is another Zucky kind of app, right? It's owned by just a single person, right? It's all of them, yeah. And then Taimu, a shopping app owned by uh, Chinese-owned uh, online retail giant PDD Holdings. So should again, should we just outlaw China for just from the globe? No, look, if anything, we should look at these apps mm-hmm. and we should say China has us figured out. We like to look at ourselves, do stupid things, and be loud, and buy stuff. That is America. How about this? They got us figured out. How about this, Matt? Yeah. Back to France. I know you hate when I talk about France. France. Almost as much as China. France is to become the first European country to regulate internet influencers. <laughs> Regulating what they <laughs> can say sad. and sell, right? You don't seem that interested. Um, okay. Uh, this would require social media platforms like Facebook, Instagram, TikTok to be to set up channels for consumers to report fraud. Well, I thought you'd like this. No, regulate like someone regulating police. tech. No, I, I regulate what you can think and say. I don't. I don't know. Well, the regular the advertising uh, industry is regulated. No, heavily. I mean, sort of, no? except not on. Like they're regulating the influencers, but not Facebook and Instagram and TikTok. I'm pretty sure that during the Super Bowl, you can't do a line of Coke like on the back of someone's Chevy. Super Bowl, not on Facebook. 
You could put the line could of you coke on, on Facebook? Facebook. Okay, well, France yeah, is saying that, you can't, I guess. Well, if you're an influencer, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm sure they're going to define what an influencer they are actually. is, which is a certain number of followers. It's not or, us. Or, <laughs> it's not us. So good. France, get your coke snorting off of directors here. Uh, I'm going to, uh, let's go on the bro culture uh, and I'll save the biggest, oh. yeah, I'll save the merger for last so you can talk about it. Um, it, Matt, at least three billionaires received subpoenas this week connected to a lawsuit against JP Morgan over the bank's relationship with late convicted sex offender, Jeffrey Epstein. That would be Google co-founder, Sergey Brin, Hyatt oh. Hotels executive chair, Thomas Pritzker, and co-founder, executive chair, and former CEO of Boston Properties, Mortimer Zuckerman. How about that? Um, yeah. Uh, is Epstein's the gift that keeps giving. Uh, okay. <laughs> I don't, don't want to linger on Epstein at all. Let's go to stakeholders rule. Here we go. Uh, Elon Musk back in the news. Elon Musk broke the law with a tweet about Tesla stock options back in 2018, according to the U.S. Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals said that Musk threatened staff in the wake of a unionization drive. I mean, I know this is not going to surprise you, but again, another indication why his ESG rating might not be solely based on the fact that he makes no. cars that you don't have to use gas for. The rating is a scam. That's true. It's a scam. It doesn't. Yeah, because it includes this. Because <laughs> it includes the CEO breaking the law by threatening its workers. Because anybody who's counting the number of places that he's a CEO and then the things that he does as CEO at those places is not actually doing their due diligence. The due diligence is we said we are here to save the world with electric cars. That's all you need. Just full stop. That's it. That's the only thing that matters. How about this? Oh, and stop discriminating against oil companies. Because didn't he just come out recently and say like... uh, He's pro oil, and we need oil for the foreseeable future. After years Can of, say that of too? crapping on, after years yeah. of crapping on it, he's well, yeah, now he's, all for it. He's become a political animal, I suppose. Uh, let's go back to Howard Schultz, found oh, Starbucks good. more labor washing. How about this little nugget? Starbucks fired the worker who led unionization movement just days after Howard Schultz was grilled by Congress. Her name was Alexis Rizzo. She's worked for she has worked for seven years as a shift shift supervisor at a New York store where she led a unionization effort. And I guess Howard was pretty pissed off by being embarrassed. And they I mean, that's retaliation, no, for being embarrassed by the by the Senate hearings. No. What? How else do you read this? But Howard's not there anymore. <laughs> right, it's not right. him. But what so about his 68 percent influence on the board, according to Board Saber Metrics? No, 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 he's not there. He said it and he's not a billionaire and he's not upset at you. Just uh, he just wants to hug everyone with a green apron. Is there any other way to interpret this, though? Is this a direct F you? No, I'm pretty sure that's just an F you. I mean, yeah. like he could have just tweeted F you, but <laughs> this is way better. Right. That's true. Uh, how about this one? McDonald's is closing its U.S. offices and telling uh, international staff to work remotely as they're preparing for layoffs. And they have a really weird excuse for this. They said they're stopping people from going to the office so that it can deliver staffing notices remotely, citing the increased likelihood that people will be traveling during the week of April 3rd. Oh, so they're... What? They they huh? are being considerate mm-hmm. to our huh? uh, to our spring break what? plans huh? by laying us uh-huh. off. Yeah. 
Why can't they just say, like, we're really afraid of, you know, people with AR-15s? No, this is the new thing, mm-hmm. though. Like, as soon as you're going to do a mass layoff, you make every... So now no working contact. from home, like, was a necessity during the pandemic. But now working from home is what you make people do when you're about to fire oh, so them. So the necessity for management, it's okay. Yeah. Now we don't have to look at you when we fire you anymore. Just work from home. Uh, and when you turn on your computer, if it doesn't work anymore, you're fired. Let's go back to France. This is like... Oh, uh, do we? I'm calling this like a... We're all over. This is like a weird... Like, oh, it's almost like a shareholder proposal, this one. Okay? It's like an alternative democracy vote. In a referendum on Sunday, Paris residents voted 89% against keeping shared e-scooters in the city. Isn't that kind of like a shareholder proposal if Paris had a proxy statement? Shareholder yeah, proposal number eight brought by James McRitchie to ban... But they're banning them? Well, because they're, they're an incredibly dangerous nuisance. So it's, I mean, I don't know if you've been to a city that rents these things out there. It is comical to watch people weave in and out of traffic on these I things. I love them. Absolutely comical. Especially... I love them. Especially in these cities that are not grid-based, and the tourists have literally zero idea where they're going. They have no idea what's I happening. I know. It's fantastic. <laughs> we did it in Rome. That's what we... Well, I, I put my five-year-old on one of those things with me. Well, the good news is that I, I would expect that... Very illegal. ...that Italians, do that. Romans wouldn't really n- understand the system well enough to figure out how to get a referendum up to a vote. Is that, a ster- <laughs> is that an old how stereotype about Italy? How Could dare be, you? Be, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I thought I, I thought you'd like that one. The first shareholder proposal I, in a city. No, I I like those. Th- I want to ban the cars, not Ooh, the e-scooters. I like this. Yeah, that's yeah. Actually, ban true. the cars. Yeah, I like this. Why are we getting rid of the thing that's actually better? Actually, uh, most of the Greens in Paris do want to ban the cars. I actually agree with you on this one. Yeah. Great. So, like, why, like so we're just gonna. It just seems like everybody wants to ban everything. Uh, here's another reason why I pulled that story is because unlike uh, the. Alternative democracy at public corporations. This is going to be enacted by September first. So why why can't corporations act wow. when they when their votes go through? Why do they hem and haw? September September first. That means I need to get to Paris and ride every e scooter before then. Uh, let's move over to dystopia. Here's a good one. Former Google CEO Eric Schmidt says those in AI industry have to make sure the technology doesn't harm, but just helps. Oh, oh, thank you, Eric. Really useful. (laughs) Especially, I love when a guy who, like, works for the defense defense industry tells me that that thing should help, not harm. But really, the audacity of this statement, really, though, I mean, just the, 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 the clean hands of it all right yeah i didn't have anything to do with our terrible terrible society that we live in now as ceo of yeah, google all the tech <laughs> yeah all the tech titans and ceos and billionaires they, they really just they they just don't want to get involved they, they want to i mean they definitely want to have the power but they just don't want to get involved i will say this i i finally watched the social dilemma last uh-huh. night um, I hadn't watched it because yeah. I knew what it was going to say, and I was like, I, "Do I really want like two hours of depression?" <laughs> yeah, I watched thirty minutes of it and deleted YouTube from my phone while. It was oh, really? On. I deleted. I'm deleting every social media. No, okay. It is. Yeah. Horrific. So, Eric, tell me. Thanks, but no thanks. I, I, maybe I'm way too old for this discussion. I drop the maybe. I'm too old for this discussion. How we? I, I don't. I only use YouTube to watch like 
you know, the highlights of like little league games in like Peru. <laughs> That's already weird. <laughs> well, I have a lot of nieces <laughs> and nephews. Uh, wh- why is YouTube considered social media exactly? Because the algorithm, it feeds oh. you things that it thinks you're going to want to watch, right? It's attention grabbing. Okay. And if you look at like, if you turn on the screen time app right. on your iPhone, okay. it tells you how long oh, really? it's actually f- like driving you to continue watching yeah. just by showing you stuff that it thinks you're going to like. It, it mostly shames me for not using my rowing machine and shows me these buff dudes who row regularly and look really fit and like pasty loser that i <laughs> i mean for me it's like it's like watching clips from colbert seth myers and well, it's, snl it's research like, for the show i i mean it is i know it, it has use but the the crazy thing was there's a point in the movie mm-hmm. where it has all these executives from all these companies ceos of them right. software engineers none like, of their children use it is that it? They're talking about like how terrible these mm-hmm. things are, and that's one thing. And then they talk about the the app that is their problem, yeah. right? Like, and they're like, "We built these things. We know how it works. We know what it's doing." And I still can't stop using it. My uh-huh. the one that gets me is this app. And I was like, "Oh fuck that!" Yeah. Like th- when the people who built it no longer can control themselves, they built it so well. It's gone. It's out. So yeah, Eric. Schmidt, no harm, just helping AI industry. Sure, buddy. Sure. Uh, speaking of which, Clearview AI. We talked about Clearview AI a lot in the past. There's a headline yeah, did. Uh, today. Clearview AI scraped 30 billion images from Facebook and gave them to cops. U.S. police have used the database nearly a million times. Oh, good. Right. The audience really likes that. Uh, how about this, this one? Pretty funny. BuzzFeed publishes AI-generated travel guides collaborat- collaboratively written with Buzzy the robot. How about this new rule for you to consider, Matt? If AI can generate content about a certain thing, we should just ban that content from the internet, right? <laughs> because why do we? Why does it kind of like aligned with what you're saying about YouTube? In the social dilemma, why do we even need content that can be generated by AI? It's not artful. It's not important. It's just, what is it? I saw a post from somebody on LinkedIn who said they use ChatGPT 50 to 60 times a day. How is that even possible? They use it for everything. They use it to research anything. And they say, they said, what, you have to learn how to like interact with it so it doesn't oh, give you fake news. Where you keep asking it the these questions to get it to where you want it to be. Mm-hmm. But they said like the need, it's cut their time looking for things. Like when you're like looking on YouTube for some video, uh-huh. just ask Chat GPT and it will find it faster than you can type a search in. Well, right? Like, yeah. And I was reading that thinking to myself, that you save four seconds. Well, not only do you save four seconds, not only that, Matt, but you actually increase the amount of nonsense content that you're going to get, right? Because you're better off wasting time searching for things and not getting the dribble that you're going to get, right? (laughs) Between watching The Social Dilemma and seeing like that post and reading about ChatGPT, and Bloomberg just announced a new, their own chat AI function. They input 50 billion pieces, according to them, of financial information, financial content into a chat bot mm-hmm. to t- train it. 
and now you can ask it like to look up anything financial on that's obviously a paid, a, a paid product a bloomberg terminal, terminal yeah it's right, part okay, of like terminal right what but like uh, all those things make me want to do is go outside right <laughs> like i now now all of a sudden i have like this deep deep urge yeah. to put my phone in a bathtub yeah. full of water and go outside for for a while well luckily i i have a master's degree in searching so i don't even have to use i can do it myself Except when you have to search for Credit Suisse's EBITDA. That's true. Uh, <laughs> how about this one? Sam Altman compared OpenAI's ambitions with the scale of the Manhattan Project in 2019. Oh, th that's not what you want to compare it to. Altman cautioned uh, that the AI would, uh, would come with a serious risk of misuse, drastic accidents, and societal disruption. But then he said... Went on to say, am I doing something good or really bad? If you have to ask the question, yeah. just stop doing the thing. You know, I was going to say that if you have to ask, am I doing good or bad? Okay, that's maybe okay. But if you have to ask, am I doing good or really bad? <laughs> get, yeah, you're right. Matt's right. Get a new job. Be a, get, be get a park a, ranger. Quit that yeah, quit that job. Yeah. <laughs> Clean up a trail. It's unbelievable. We have all these like tech CEOs who are asking for a pause on a thing that they all want built. Stop building it. If you really have to pause it because it's so dangerous, why are we doing this thing? Like, I don't understand what's happening. A couple of more. Going outside. A couple I more. Go outside. One from the Blowhard Index. I like this one. A case of mistaken identity is sparking a sell off in Republic First Bank Corps. <laughs> which had fallen by more than 40% this month because investors have confused it with embattled First Republic Bank. <laughs> Republic First CEO Thomas Geisel wrote in a letter on the website, we are not First Republic <laughs> Bank. I blah, blah, blah. It's very succinct. I like that. I like and I, I did a little digging, and Matt, it turns out he's right. Wow, They're not really? the same company. First of all, they only have one female director, not four. Oh, and they have a chairman emeritus on their board with the, maybe the greatest name in our database, Harry Madonna. <laughs> Wait, that's not like an onion name. No, this is the chairman emeritus at Republic First Bancor. And can I also add something? Yeah, Harry Madonna. That's right. Can I also <laughs> add one more thing, which I'm calling total bullshit on this? If there was mistaken identity and their stock was going up, he would never complain. He never. No, never. there's no there's no press release going <laughs> so out I'm for that. I'm calling this lies. Yeah. I'm calling this CEO he's lies. He's definitely he's definitely like it, we're, we're he's going to be like looking at the end of your stock price and looking at his bonus and being like, "Wait, I can't be held accountable because they got my name wrong. Like this just it's a different company. Don't take my money away." Yeah. Well, but, you know, we happily accepted a bonus if it went up. This is a probably a check in ISS's favor uh, because they wouldn't they wouldn't screw this up, right? I, Everyone's mad at ISS, but they <laughs> but they know the difference. Well, how how much influence did they say Harry Madonna had? <laughs> Unfortunately, <laughs> That's the real question. I, yeah. I, well, they don't they don't have influencer data. Only we do, so they don't. That's correct. Uh, and finally, uh, I don't know if you want to talk about this, but since you're not going to be here Wednesday for a Woke Wednesday data show, I thought I'd throw this headline at you. More fodder for the Woke Data Wars. The headline is, Another Black Eye for ESG. First of all, I, I don't really know what that means. Black uh, the, ESG, under, okay. In this world order, 
ESG would have two Y's, right? Because you know, because <laughs> let's let's play out the 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 symbols and the me- the imagery here, right? Yeah. So uh, you can get two black eyes, right? So so another black. So this this writer is suggesting that uh, all, all of ESG's eyes now have are blackened. Both both eyes are currently <laughs> on, black. Really? That's, that's correct. This is out of Bloomberg. Uh, what was the first black eye? Yeah, I don't. I have no idea. <laughs> they don't say that. But they're right? basically saying the ESG is a complete failure. But that's, we, I don't, you know, that couldn't be true. But anyway, here's the headline. Another black eye for ESG in MSCI's mass downgrade. A change in methodology will see ratings on thousands of funds lowered, highlighting once again the problems with such scores. So they're saying because of a tweak in methodology and some of the scores have, you know, we're talking about a, a small percentage of scores out of many, many, many thousands, that this is a second black eye. For ESG, this is I've talked to no less than three reporters about this. You have already. you really? Yeah, because it's stupid. Well, and none of them are are, are, are going to quote me because I keep saying you guys don't Grow have up. a fucking clue. Yeah, what's like the half of the ratings quote down the mass downgrade mm-hmm. is they were rating ETFs that would hold futures of gold, right? Mm-hmm. So a gold future is not the asset of gold. And they were trying to assign a rating to basically cash futures, and they were high ratings. Right. So what MSCI did is say, well, this is dumb. We shouldn't rate those things, so we'll make them unrated. We'll just take away the ratings until we figure out if we can rate them. Okay. The other half of them, MSCI changed the methodology so that, you know, when we work there, the ratings don't move that much. Mm-hmm. Like, the, they stay pretty steady. Something like so. Eight, 85% or something of the rating, 80 to 85% of the ratings are exactly the same year over year. Yeah. So there's very little big motion. Mm-hmm. Like, And when there is motion, it's usually like a little bit. Yeah. They were giving credit to companies where like a bottom rated company, which was an asset of a fund, would go from triple C, the bottom, to B, the next to bottom. Mm-hmm. And they gave an adjustment factor for momentum because that company moved in an upward direction they said okay right. we will give you a little bit of a bump on your fund ratings sure. for being at companies where the ratings went up well that's dumb because that doesn't tell you anything about the underlying asset it doesn't even tell you much about directionality when only 15 percent of the companies really have that happen and it's not doesn't tell you anything about intentionality. So they, you can just see how it happened. They're sitting around and they're like, this is kind of dumb. Mm-hmm. This doesn't really work. It's not additive. It's not giving us more information. So let's remove that adjustment factor and it will cause the ratings to shift in this way to be more accurate. Now, when they want to do something to make something more accurate, yeah. now it's a black well, eye. That, that, that's it's a what black gonna, eye for doing something that f- yeah. makes it more functional. That's the takeaway from this incredibly profound thesis, right? Is that if you if you at first screw up in our eyes and you get a black eye, you can't fix it. There's no because if you attempt if you attempt to get better at what you're doing, we're gonna punch you again on the other <laughs> side of your face. <laughs> you got, right, that, yeah, that's, that's at a Bloomberg. Exactly yeah, thank you, Bloomberg, for that great. Yeah, Bloomberg, piece. not on it. Uh, um, we we've been talking for four hours now. Before we get out of here, do you do you want to talk about the? Uh, I'll set it up for you. Uh, this horrible bromance merger, uh, WWE and UFC owner Endeavor agreed to this massive twenty-one billion dollar merger. We've been talking a lot about WWE ah. recently because of its horrible owner. Vince McMahon, 
of the new enterprise mat, Endeavor CEO Ari Emanuel will run the combined company as CEO and WWE majority owner and executive chair Vince McMahon is assuming the executive chair role at the new combined company. That's what's happening at that merger. But you know what? Since we're already 10 hours into my yeah, it's a long, laborious list a of headlines, how about this? You have a lot of incredible research you've done. These two horrible... I mean, they call them public companies, but really they're, they're not. private companies. They're not Let, Let's cover this Wednesday woke data. We'll, we'll Ooh, pretend like you're still here. Yeah, it's a tease. We'll I love prete- teases. We'll pretend like you're still here, and we'll, we'll play some of what you found on Wednesday, and then the audience won't feel sad that you're really like, where are you going to go? Like Mars or wherever you're going. They don't care. Um, but I'll, I'll tease with this. Yeah. The ultimate in sweaty bro mergers fake public sweaty bro merger and for those of you who care matt is not exaggerating at all not <laughs> not this even disturbing one tiny yeah. bit of an exaggeration this is a disturbing care. combination of two entities and and the only proof you'll ever need that this, these fake public companies it, it's bullshit it's just it's it's bad it has to be bad for something Everyone get away from them. That's all we got for Monday. We'll get some tape of me on Wednesday talking about sweaty bro merger at WWE and Endeavor. Until then, tomorrow's corporate theater. I am gone for like two lucky. weeks. Nice. You won't hear from me at oh, I'm all. Lucky too. It'll be the Damien show. Oh. So just prepare yourself. Until I get back, goodbye. Until tomorrow for Damien, goodbye again. <laughs>